Oh my, we are back. Hi everybody. Welcome to Post Episode Issues. I'm your host, Phil the Issues Guy. This is for The Walking Dead Season 5, Episode 5. Self-help. And I need some self-help because I believed in the mullet and I don't believe in the mullet anymore, Joe. This is what it's really about. You were correct. Not that I kind of knew what was about that. I kind of knew what was going to happen, having some knowledge of this storyline from okay. the, the comics. I, I got to say this too, though. I didn't have any knowledge of the storyline. I didn't read anything up until last week I started reading, but not until after we watched the show, I read the first eight books. So I didn't know. I knew it was coming, but not before I said anything on this show. Yeah. Well, truth be told, folks, this is much later in the week. We will not do this again, but I was away at a vacation or a wed vacation wedding in Las Vegas, losing and winning some money, but that's a different topic for a different show. But this is post-episode issues for The Walking Dead. If you want to check us out, this is your first time, please listen to all our videos. We usually try to talk about the episode right after it happens. You can also add us and follow us on iTunes or Stitch. You can find those descriptions in the description below or those links in the description below. If you want to email us at igotissuesman at gmail.com, or you can also tweet at igotissuesman anytime during the show or during the week when you read, when you listen to this about anything you have to say about the episode. And please comment away in the comment section. It's late in the week. This might not be on your mind, but if you happen to check this out and happen to have anything you want to say about this episode, please do, because I thought this was a re another really great episode of The Walking Dead. I can't oh, lie. I've, I've tried to hide my excitement a little bit, but this season of The Walking Dead is, is my favorite season of The Walking Dead, hands absolutely. down. Hands down. Uh, maybe maybe the first season that left my jar on the floor, you know, that got, that hooked America. Maybe that's like the, it, and any season has to live up to that first season, Rick waking up in the hospital and everything that happens. But uh, this is gearing up to be a, a, the best season. If it doesn't like tank and junk, jump a shark somewhere, this is going to be absolutely great. But it'll go down TV history in my book as one of the best seasons of TV I've ever watched. Absolutely. It's just off the wall. And I love how it it came out of the gate so fast, like a like a horse, like a horse running out of the gate screaming. And then it's had taken the time to slow down a bit last week. And some could say slow down in this episode, but I would argue against that. A lot, I've, I've read a little bit between when the episode happened and now about some people being disappointed that this past episode was slow. I don't think it was slow at all. I think they just got rid of that complete issue. It, any worry about when is this Washington stuff going to happen just got completely dispelled all in one hour episode. It was like, that done. It, uh, uh, um, and that's one of the things that makes this such a great season. Is absolutely. They're not keeping things, they're not, we're not dealing with the hunters and the cannibals still at this point in the season we're not dealing with a lot of stuff that we could that they could have just dragged out and you know we could still be waiting for the bomb that dropped at, the, at this week yeah. joe They're if this guy didn't take over the show if glenn's manzarek didn't take over the show we could still be waiting for the governor to come back oh jesus you, right you know Talk what i mean they, this guy really righted the ship of this show and it's it's amazingly one of the best shows on television right now, if it keeps up what it's doing in this in this season five, because it's really balancing the human drama up. Oh, so, so, superbly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, if I didn't introduce this guy, that's Joe Dirty Locks. And uh, he is with me as always to talk The Walking Dead. And he, he had watched the episode on time. He was able to do his homework. I wasn't. And also, for whatever it's worth, even if we wanted to do it, the, the the goddamn hotel didn't have AMC. 
it's what hotel were you staying at I, I was no I, yeah i was staying at the stratosphere so i'm not doing bad advertisement for the stratosphere in las vegas but it did not have amc so i could not watch the walking dead i was very very upset you an extra trip just for mentioning their name they on should. this show they should and and, and you know absolutely yeah. even though you're saying they didn't have something you wanted they didn't <laughs> they didn't i'm sure i could have watched it downstairs or something but Did i wanted to watch the rides at the top of the stratosphere I looked because at them. I, unbelievable. I looked at them. I watched people do it. Yeah, one of the people I was with uh, wanted, said that they wanted to do it, but they uh, they they did not do it. Oh, they should have. They but, were, they're fantastic. But one person I think would do it is I think Abraham would do it. I think oh, Abraham, Abraham would, would be on them roller coasters in a second. So our episode starts out. Let's get right into it here. It's lit. We've waited enough time this week to talk about this episode. Let's not wait anymore. So Abraham starts off this episode driving down the road. Could you turn me down just a little bit, Joe? I can start to hear myself just a little bit. He's driving down the road in the church bus, and we've got the 50s, 60s love music kind of playing while he's rolling down the road. And uh, and they're talking about the dreams of other people's lives. Uh Rosie is kind of teasing Abraham about his hair getting too long, and Abraham jokes that maybe he'll be a be Mario someday. Maybe he'll be a plumber in uh, one day. And Rosie yeah, I can't wait to retire from the life of killing zombies to just be relaxed and do nothing. Now, there's no retirement in this world, right? Retirement is is go, becoming a farmer like Herschel, maybe I guess. No, the dream the dream is that they they get her. Uh... Eugene to Washington and they solve this problem and things go back to normal and he the, the biggest thing he has to worry about is what size what size what kind of cock to use <laughs> to fit the pipe you know I gotta say this episode did a really good job of not in not intensely but in some level get, giving a lot more character to Abraham's girlfriend Rosita I, she actually had a character in this episode for the first time in the series. Yeah, she had a- too a strong voice yeah we we got we got to know her personality a little bit well we've seen her take uh second second seat to abraham the entire time not you know question him but not really push him and we got to see her actually become assertive right uh, and we saw that she may be giving him those kind of uh fighting him and fighting his decisions behind behind closed doors but when it comes to facing the group she's absolutely supportive of him Right, because we saw that in action in the in the episode at a, at a certain point in time. But she is going to cut Abraham's hair later that night and uh, shave him down to make him look like a dolphin. Oh yeah, he says something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Tara and Eugene keep their little thing of uh, their little brother brother and sister thing up, and Tara tells Eugene that his hair is getting a little too long in the back, and suggests he cuts it. And the party's. Well, and maybe there's maybe there's a little bit too much party going on back yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And then this created this different parallel in the episode. And this was the first mention of it in the episode. She refers to it, or is it your source of power? Referring yeah, to he says something about him being, or it's him. He's he that makes the reference to Samson, or she does, or something. Yeah. I think, it's, I think he goes right to Samson. And he also responds something. I ain't slaying a lion anytime soon with these Philistines. <laughs> with the jawbone of an ass. Or something yeah. Like that. <laughs> And Eugene, Eugene had a great episode. So Tara asks Eugene what's up, and and because he's kind of staring off to space, and he says he's thinking about what the preacher did, which is interesting. Contending what happens at the end of the episode with Eugene, he's thinking about the. So obviously, he's thinking, will this group still accept me when they find out the horrible things I did? If they accepted this priest, still, he's mulling over all the horrible things that everybody's done, and what's forgivable and what's unforgivable. 
that's that's really and he's and he's fixated on that and i think um you know he's been pushing to try to stay with the group to stay with yep. these other people uh you could see it in all the other episodes you know he goes back to the tunnel to he pushes for, for glenn to find you know maggie he goes back to the tunnel to see glenn and tara come out he wanted to go to terminus he wanted to go to terminus yep he thought that was the good idea he wanted to uh stay at the church you know he's been trying to, to stay with some people he thinks are, are right and justified and 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 get other people into that group with him that might protect him from when it come, does come out from Abraham. See, I, this is why I love this show. And this is the question that I guess we have to answer at the end, because otherwise we could just talk about this question and then the podcast could be over. We don't have to talk about anything else. How bad is what he did? Or is, is what he did smart for survival? Because it was the best thing he could do for smart to, uh, to protect himself. And in a way, he saved Abraham's life. Hmm. But, but I mean, we'll get there, but I just want to put those bonnets out there for what we're going to discuss at the end. How bad compared to what Father Abraham did is what Eugene did? Or did How you... bad compared to what anyone did to survive? Exactly. But, but, and I would say if we're, if we're cutting out, putting on the scale, I'd say what Eugene did would be lower on that scale, in my mind. But, well, but, you know, he, 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 uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but... I. I see where he's why he's feeling that way, but I don't think he can compare himself to Father Abraham. That that guy's that not Father Abraham. What is it? What's the name again? Father uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Father Gabriel. But what that guy did is horrible. I mean, you know how I feel about that guy. That that guy's. But what he did, I still I'm still questioning the how horrible what he did was. You talk about what Carol did as being the right thing. It was the right thing. Two people that might not have even gotten anybody <laughs> sick, all right? You hypochondriac. But him you not opening him. the door for people that might or might not be bitten, and for God knows how many people on top of that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not saying he did no. do the right I thing. I need a flat. Do the right I, I hear I'm what you're sure saying. How bad it actually was that he didn't open the door. Being who he was. We need a flashback. He is. That makes it a bad thing. But if they were knocking at your door, if it was your neighbors that you knew, you know, I mean, it's a little different if it's if it's your cousins or maybe me, but it's a lot different if it's, you know, this, the, the family you say hi and bye to across the street all the time. Joe, I agree with you. And I also think we need a flashback to see how much time those people cried cried before the walkers came to kill them. Like, were they there for a while and he let them suffer? I, so I agree with you. We don't know enough information about what really went down in that situation. I guess the, one of the people in the crowd is what turned them tur turned into a walker and scattered everybody away and not necessarily them coming from somewhere. Right. So Maggie, who, I don't know, I hate to say this. Maggie still pissed me off again in this episode, not asking, not even seeming upset at all about Beth partially because we just had a Beth episode. So it just, so she was on my mind a little bit. And right. She, she's so eager. She's just accepted that Beth is gone. Yeah. I think that she has she's accepted that she's going to lose that. Everybody's walking dead except Glenn. Mm -hmm. As long as he has Glenn, nothing else matters. No one else matters in her mind. And Maggie's becoming more useless to me in, the, in this season. She's becoming just this, I, I don't know. She's been background. There's been zero. She had a lot of focus in the Glenn, early her and Glenn episodes and farm episodes and then the governor episodes. She's had a lot of focus. She is a fan favorite. And that's put a lot of the other characters on the back burner. So we didn't get much from Beth. We didn't get much from, say, Carol or Tyrese mm -hmm. and, and a lot of things. 
So now we're getting a lot more of these other characters. Maggie's taking a little bit of a backseat. Absolutely. More of a, an extra almost. And I guess if I, it's hard to say bad things because I, because like I said, I'm pretty much enjoying everything. But if there's one thing that I'm not enjoying as much in season five, it's it's Maggie. I feel like they're writing her a little wonky. They're, they don't, they're not sure what to do with her. But Glenn, on the other hand, I, I think they're back to, they have Glenn back to who he is as a person and just his whole attitude with Abraham this episode and everything. So we go into Maggie and Glenn talking. They're talking about, they, I want to say this. Have you noticed his attitudes with Abraham are a lot stronger? Like he's a lot more subservient when he's around Rick to Rick's will and to, yeah. and to Rick's thoughts than he ever has been to Abraham and what Abraham thinks. Mm-hmm. So I think he feels a little bit more powerful around Abraham, maybe why he was so quick and able to say, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think he has... I don't, it's some sort of kinship with Abraham too. He feels a connection with him because of that joy of life that they both have. Say what? They fought and they became bros. Yeah, they they became buddies. And Abraham, for whatever it's worth, through all his shit, it it still still has a sense of humor about everything. He laughs, he smiles. He's trying to enjoy himself. Dark sense of humor. He does. Very Alan Alda from MASH. (laughs) Very hot Hawkeye. Very Hawkeye. So uh, so Maggie tells Glenn that Daryl and Carol may be maybe coming back right behind them. And Maggie turns around and asks Eugene uh, how much how long it's going to take once he gets all hooked up to for the world to be saved. And Eugene says, and I quoted this, it depends on the density of the infected infected around the target sites worldwide. Target sites will be worldwide, blah, 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 blah. But I can't tell you. I can't tell you that because it's classified. <laughs> and, and and I like this. I liked this part too because when when he says that, uh, the response from Glenn or Maggie is like, even, you know, wh- why would it be classified? And he says, well, what if if it works and they survive and we survive? And she said, what, you know, something about there would that be a problem then? And he's like, you know, I don't know. And Abraham in the front seat gives a, a look and it's like, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a sergeant. He's a ex military. He knows that some things are classified. You don't know what the consequences are or are not going to be of, of information being out there, it, whether people survive or not. So, and, and he kind of, it's just another one of those things that makes sense to Abraham and Abraham's head, which is why he believes him so much. You know, where these other people don't get it, where they're like, oh, well, uh, it doesn't make any sense why you would say it's classified. We might be the last 10 people on Earth. And to Abraham, it makes complete sense why it's classified, because you don't need to know what you don't need to know. And you just don't need to know. Yep. And and Glenn, who probably understands that to some level because of his relationship with the group of with the dictatorship and knowing there's some things that need to be kept secret kind of just changes the subject and doesn't push on it. Right. Did he was he in was he in the in the loop about you know we're gonna give Michonne to the governor so that he doesn't come kill us all? Because if he was in the loop about that, he knows kind of that you know you don't need to know. Something. Yeah, exactly. So so he just immediately changed the subject because you can tell that the girls want to push this a little bit and back to the mullet. (laughs) Yeah, and he goes, "What? So what about the hair?" It was just funny. It was this question after question that what about the hair? Eugene says because he likes it, and he and he says no one's adding scissors to my hair, Miss Espinosa. And he says that the smartest man I ever knew, my old boss, T. Brooks Ellis, the director of the Human Genome Project, loved his hair. His hair made me say, I said, quote, unquote, a fun guy. 
And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, was that that wasn't bad, was it? But it wasn't bad. You did a good Eugene. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I've been working on. It. But uh, you made a good son of the South. I, I, I would. I wouldn't do bad. That'd be great. <laughs> hey, Jake. But welcome to the welcome to the live. The live stream, the live thing. This is the live thing. I'm sorry. I'm still jet lagged. We've never claimed it's anything but a thing. It's a thing. thing. Welcome to the that thing. thing. We do. You know, yeah. hey, you know that thing we do? You know, you know that the, the, it's snappy. It's a good fella, you know, he can do that thing we do. Yeah, we got that snappy. It's a, you can get a beat, you can dance to it. <laughs> so, uh, so, Eugene. <laughs> wow. As the All bus right. passes by a group of walkers, you, and in retrospect, knowing what's about to happen here and then who's responsible for what's about to happen with the bus breaking down, it uh, you could see why Eugene's kind of nervous right now. Because he's he's obviously, as he mentions later, he never expected the bus to even start with what he put into it. So he's right. freaking so out. Was, this, is, this is then that happens, right? We go back to yeah. you know, Abraham driving down the road and he, and he starts swerving. Yeah, the bus, blo- <laughs> the bus blows out and swerves on its side and a bunch of... Uh, I was going to say zombies. I'm sorry. Walkers start to approach approach the uh, bus. We still hear our peaceful music that was on at that point in time, and it kind of fades into our theme song. At, no, at first when I saw that, it did seem to me like it was very, like it wasn't the engine, something happening to the van. It seemed like Abraham wasn't paying attention all of a sudden and missed the wreckage in the middle of the road that he's been dodging since Texas. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a little weird, and I'm glad they explained what happened later. You know, I agree because I because we were watching it, and it's just one of those cool television moments that they really connected the dots, and I liked how they did that, as you said, because yeah. w- watching it, we were like, "What happened? Did Abraham just roll out, roll a wheel?" Because right, uh, it was very strange. Quick side story about life: the first car accident, one of the biggest car accidents I ever was in, was I was coming home from a concert, and this girl that was driving was just kind of driving really, Lost really. The wheel. And yeah, and she lost a wheel. She kind of swerved a little bit, and one of the wheels caved in, and the car started like going zip, 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 around the highway with like skidding marks all around us. And uh, it was something similar to that. And that's kind of what I thought happened. I thought the wheel just caved in or something like that. Because that that was an old bus broken down behind the church to begin mm-hmm. with. So. Yeah, <laughs> the short, the old short bus. So after our uh, after our theme song, we yeah, it's kind of appropriate Eugene being on the short bus at this moment. The, all of them being on a on a short bus at this moment, you know. <laughs> it's kind of fitting. It is true. It is true, especially this group with what they're following. And uh, so we get to our first flashback of the night, our Abraham origin story, which is what we have here. I'm going to be very selective talking about this because I am moderately familiar with the comics here with this as well. And I don't know if they're going to do something later with some of the motivation of why Abraham did what he did. So I'm not going to get too far into it. But so Abraham's beating a man to death with a can. I was I was watching. I was watching it with. Yeah, this was very strange to me. Yeah, he was beating a person. And at first, when you first watch it, when I was watching it with with uh, Stephanie, she goes, oh, he's killing some walkers. And then you, it pans out and you can definitely tell they were not walkers. They were people. And I haven't, I, what the point I'm at in the books, it, I, Abraham hasn't been introduced yet. Okay. So it just, just blew up. That's where I am. So, so he stands up and again, I don't want to get too, too far into it. I'm sure someone in the comment section is going to spoil it for you, but I don't know if it's important. It's one of those things that might not be important because the show might not do it. We might never see that again. There might never be another Abraham flashback, and we might not. Well, I, 
his as far as I'm concerned, with the whole entirety of the Abraham flashbacks, I understand that it it brings us to a point of Abraham and Eugene meeting, but I'm I'm still just like, what the fuck was all the rest of that? Right. What the fuck was going on with Abraham and that woman? Why was if the woman don't so don't come back to any of that? I mean, I kinda have a feeling I have my own theory, and my theory is it was you know, the woman he starts calling for after he mm-hmm. beats the hell out of this man. It, when he's done beating the hell out of this man with a can, a canned good, like uh, peas and carrots. Soup. SpaghettiOs. I'm going with SpaghettiOs. Uh, with SpaghettiOs. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it doesn't have meatballs. I don't want these. Yeah, and it pans up and there's like four dead men right there in this aisle of this grocery store. And they definitely don't look like zombies. They All four of them look like they're freshly dead, murdered by Abraham right there on the on the floor and he then he screams, what's her what's her name uh ellen ellen he starts screaming for ellen 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 oh. stella, stella. <laughs> chickless oh. in the streetcar named desire <laughs> a street a street zombie named desire so <laughs> I, I like that. That, was, that was good joe i like that one so uh, so the, yeah so they better come back to explain uh this whole story. So I figure this woman he's calling for is his wife or, and then as that, as the, then that's the end of that flashback. I guess. Basically. Yeah. He calls out Ellen and, and as we, as a uh, ghetto toad says in the, in the uh, chat room, Abraham knocked his ass cold. It was like, woo, a literal can of whoop ass says, uh, <laughs> says, <laughs> says Duke chronic. I think it's murdered him cold. Yeah, that, that was, it was pretty fucking awesome. And, and I don't know if he's making reference to later when Abraham... Oh, uh, we'll, no, I think he's... Okay. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that. But I either could, way, it works. Either way, it works. Abraham did a lot of knocking people the fuck out tonight. You just got... I, I wanted someone to scream to Eugene at that point. You just got knocked the fuck out. angry man this week. I'd have been angry too if I was... Especially, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it when it happens too. But who cares? Everyone's seen this episode at this point. So, so at the end, when he knocks Abraham, when he knocks uh, Eugene out, when Eugene's just like, "I'm the smartest person in the world," I knock his ass out at that point too. He, boom, smack, smack, you go down now. <laughs> I have to, I have to watch that scene again, uh, just because I want to see if he's already out cold on the second hit, but still standing, just right. kind of leaning yeah. against the. The truck he's a big guy that's a lot of weight to fall down yeah he needs he, he needs to... that third punch oh my god yeah <laughs> they're just like stop <laughs> okay so so they're bad so right after the bus flips over they're back in the bus and abraham's calling out for eugene and everyone's starting to regroup regroup and, and get them gathers themselves together and glenn and and abraham are really leading the way here and uh, someone mentions casually that the engine's on fire and Abraham, Glenn, and Maggie go out and go all crazy zombie destroying team. And uh, Rosita busts out the back door of the bus. Tara stays in the bus to kind of protect the uh, Eugene's bodyguard. And uh, and and then a walker tries to get in the window. Joe, I know it's been a while since you saw this. That walker looks strangely a lot like a white walker. I mean, that's all I'm it kind of looked, looked like a, he looked like one of the others. He did look like one of the others. He, he totally looked like another. So he tries to get through the bus window and uh, Tara stabs it. And uh, and Eugene steps up in this scene when they go outside and a, a walker's about to get Tara and and he uh, stabs a walker in the back. He looked like me trying to kill a spider at night. You know, like, eh, 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 I'll get the spider. He got it. She tries to give him a little pep talk and kills the zombie that's climbing through the window. And then they both kind of come out of the uh, out of the bus. 
following behind the rest of the gang there. And he does end up with a knife or a weapon in his hand. Does she give that to him? Yeah, she gives him the knife and gives him a time to be brave, take care of yourself, mullet. Right. You can do it. Yeah, you you can do it. You'll be able to do it. If if Kurt Russell can beat Lopan and Big Trouble in Little China, you can do it. Yeah. It's all in the reflexes. I want to mention, too, uh, real quick, and this is kind of to Eugene's benefit because after reading the first eight books, uh, I really got the impression that I've been saying all along how the zombies just don't seem scary and all this stuff. And they do a good job in the books explaining that the zombies really on alone, one one at a time, this is how they are. They're, you should have no problem killing killing one or two. It's when you have a pack of them, more than, more than two or three or four, that you start to really need to worry about your own safety because they are very slow moving. They are kind of mushy. And... Uh, so I've been really hard on the danger of it all, but I guess, you know, after reading the books, it's kind of clear that these are almost not dangerous unless they're in a pack. Right, and and even if they're in a pack, all you really need is a is a strong right. hose. And then don't and then don't get me, <laughs> don't get me wrong. They still if they bite you enough or scratch you enough, even a little, you you fucked. So yeah, they are dangerous no matter what. So I don't want to get into this again, and I'm not going to talk. But but so so but in this moment, Abraham yells at everyone after they clean up to check to see if Eugene's hurt. But Abraham's bleeding all over the place, and he was like digging into zombies with a knife. I mean, I'm sure yeah. some of the zombie guts got into his wound, but again, I guess that doesn't count. So so they so after the whole situation, Eugene asks, "Is that his blood?" And they say, "It is his blood. It's Abraham's." It, it re, his cut reopened again. And before they can head into the bus, and then they go, let's go in the bus and get the supplies. And this was a very comical moment. Let's go in the bus to head in the supplies. <laughs> and the bus explodes. Yeah. They, turn, they all turn to look at it, to walk into the back door, and it just bursts into flames. The whole bus yeah, we, bursts we, into flames. So. We needed some uh, pre- uh, Price is Right, womp, 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 music right there. And then, and then when we find out, when we find out later that that kind of makes sense too. Cause I was kind of like, really? It, ex- it explode. What? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why would that happen? Why would the whole cabin fill up? Thank you. Like that. that was kind of strange. So. <laughs> Thank you, Cherub. We have, uh, we have Michelle for real. Oh my God. Eugene was so not ready for that ass whipping. Abraham hit him twice. And he was just like, and his face was like, what's happening? <laughs> Well, uh, that's right. That's why I'm not sure if he was already out like a light after the second punch. In B track, in B track says uh, walkers are like a nuisance, more like uh, more than dangerous humans, are, and more than humans, humans are far more dangerous. Exactly, humans are the far more dangerous thing because they talk about that later in the episode when I think it's Glenn and Abraham that are talking when they talk about how easy murder is these days. It's it's not difficult for a person to just go out of the way to easily just kill another person and be a threat to good to good people that's why all the bad people are ruling the day right now in a way you could say that's why we haven't we we really when we've had a couple of other people roaming who end up being good people the penguin the penguin was a good guy yeah the penguin was a good guy uh you know tyrese's group had half good people you know the father and his son obviously you know that they that they died not even worth mentioning really but you know the most of the groups actual groups that they come across are not good <clears throat> they need a doctor both groups i'm i'm having a feeling that maybe beth's doctor might come with the group because i agree the group kind of does need a doctor at some point 
that would that would not be a bad thing says uh so abraham assists insists at this point that they got to continue on to the mission the mission must go on De- oh, and- she, I, she was about beth, beth was about to kill that doctor beth was about to cut that doctor's throat i think i i really think beth like i said last week beth figured out that she was the doctor's prize i agree with that but when it comes down to it at the if if the group is faced with keeping this doctor around to no, you don't keep the rapist doctor. We haven't. Don't we we don't have proof he's a rapist doctor yet. Not yet. He hasn't raped her yet, but he's definitely <laughs> like. If he, if she, if you think everyone's doctor, a rapist doctor, Joe? <laughs> Joe, you think every doctor's a rapist doctor? In fairness, uh, not all of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. So only the ones that have to give me certain exams. <laughs> I said, I said no. I said no. I didn't even get the chance to say no. I didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, my, my doctor grabs my balls and doesn't even ask me to cough. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Any you like it, Phil. Uh, yeah. Well, only if you don't only like it. Only if I don't it. like Yeah, if I like it, it's not a problem. Come on. Come on. So, so Abraham insists that they have to get down the mission. And Again, uh, Eugene was cracking me up in this episode. Devil's advocate. Nothing, I, I, can't, I might not be able to get back into it. Devil's advocate, nothing more. Uh, Eugene suggests the heading back to the church. Abraham says, retreat means we lose. He says, he says they're only 15 miles away. Yeah, they didn't get very far, did they? No, they've been, no that means they've been on the road. Like, I'm doing, I'm doing the math. They said they're 15 miles away, right? And so that means later on this night is when Daryl comes walking out of the woods. So it hasn't been long since they left the church. They've been in a truck. It's been 10 freaking minutes. Why wouldn't you go back to the church? You have wrong with that it's been 10 minutes and i think it, it has it's more it shows more kind of what uh his girl i'm blanking on his girlfriend's name right now but when she talks to him later and says part of the reason why we keep, keep having to stop is we're never 100 percent when we take off because he won't let them stop for five minutes to get their bearings right so they should that like and that's and that's from they should absolutely it's they're 15 miles that's like 10 minutes ish 20 minutes tops driving of course so it's going to be, you know, a six-hour walk or four-hour walk back. But you still, it makes more sense at that point to head back to the church, regroup, and then try and then start to go out again. Abraham says, it does anyway. Abraham says the weak need you, and and the strong want to kill you. Yo, uh, put put interesting context to Eugene, who had to use his smarts to manipulate a group to protect him. Abraham says, the weak need you and the strong want to kill you. And that's what a uh, very, very interesting discussion happened in the chat room right now. And, 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 th- and that goes to our main question of the, of the night, I guess, is what Eugene did a sense of a sign of strength, being that manipulating in this world to, to point out a protector like that and have someone like Abraham that needed him protect him and someone that could survive. It's, it's very leechy but you got to do what you got to do in this world i guess so so right in this scene abraham starts freaking out retreat means lose and glenn just goes chill out dude glenn's like tries to give him a little bit of weed to smoke or something he's like you need to you need to chill out and he says i'm fit as a fiddle and he goes listen dude we're going with you no matter what and abraham needs to know he said he took a pretty good hit to the sack on the crash, but he's, but if they're rolling on, he's rolling on. He's just going to rub some dirt on it. 
But Maggie makes sure she lets you know that Maggie's not rubbing dirt on anything. Come on, Maggie. Again, you're pissing Maggie. You're not rubbing dirt on anything. Oh, God. No, why would she? Yeah, I guess not. I, I mean... Uh, I mean, that's what they tell you to pack the thing with dirt. You know, <laughs> it help stop the bleeding, but... Nope, she's not rubbing dirt on anybody. So, so, uh, so, so Tara suggests that me, she's not just going to fit into her nurse role like Beth did. She would, she did, she's good. She'd have problems with that. So uh, go, Eugene goes down and looks at the walker that he stabs and he spits on it. And, uh, and then we go to a commercial break as, as we see our... Oh, that was kind of corny too. Then him you. spitting on it. Yeah, like all of a sudden he's a tough guy. He didn't even kill it. He stabbed it in the neck. He he didn't even he wasn't even, he didn't even take it out. You know what I mean? Like it was just, maybe it was his first stab ever. I find that a little appalling that Abraham wouldn't have made him at this point or by this point take some responsibility and learn how to kill a zombie or two. Right. It, that would be like someone raising their kid in a hunt in a when you're growing up in a wilderness and, and the father always doing the hunting and never teaching his son how to hunt. You have to you have to teach your kid how to hunt eventually because you're not going to be around. I mean, I guess I could believe it that Abraham seems like that much of a micromanager that he wouldn't go out of his way to teach him. He'd say, I'll just protect you. You don't do anything. I protect you. I mean, I, I kind of see that, too, but. Possibly, but still, it's especially, especially it's short sighted it's down to just like the, the three of them, essentially. And it's just him and the, and the chick protecting before they come across. But he's got a Hulk Hogan mustache. Yeah, <laughs> he does have a Hulk Hogan mustache. Yeah. So so speaking of so in a flash, when it, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside after the next next flashback, Abraham's back in the grocery store. Sorry. Stella! Stella! Yelling for Stella. I mean, Ellen. And he stumbles down the aisles till he finds a woman. And immediately when he sees this woman, we only see her for a second in this this particular flashback. She's, she's squatted down with what looks like two children and they're all back to him in what looked like to me the cash register booth trying to hide. Yeah, yeah. And I almost thought for a second that was he holding them, was Abraham holding them captive for some reason? It it seemed like they were... It seemed like to me they were hiding from whoever it was he just killed and, and murdered, the four, four or five people he just left dead. Without spoiling anything, Joe, you are correct about that. You are correct. You are correct, sir, about that. Well, I, I really don't think I am correct about that because when she looks at him, she looks at him and she's not afraid of, she's afraid of him when she turns around and he's like, Ellen, it's safe. You know, she was scared shitless of him. You could see it in her eyes. She was, she, yeah, she was scared shitless of him. And that's when I started to think maybe this isn't his wife, but maybe an ex-wife. And <laughs> that's his girlfriend that <laughs> her out watching, you know, maybe someone who was not necessarily the sweetest guy in the world. Yeah, maybe he was uh, a stalker and then the zombie apocalypse broke out and he just kept following her and he wouldn't ditch her. <laughs> he just fought her around everywhere she went. Well, maybe those are his kids. <laughs> it's and true. Yeah. He wanted to go make sure his kids were okay. And that's those are his kids with his with his ex-wife that can't stand him, that thought he was either abusive or borderline abusive or something like that. And now just witnessed with the two children, 
their father, her ex-husband, or possibly husband, murder five men right in front of them. That's the look that I saw in her face. Yeah. Not I was scared of those other five men, but I'm scared shitless of you right now. And I, and I think I think your read on that is very is very accurate. And uh, why did but why Ghetto Toad says why did his family leave though? And uh, that that's a, that is a good question that I wonder if it's going to be answered later in the show if the show is going to deal with that. Well, and, and that's what and that's what they didn't answer by the end of all the flashbacks. And the, uh, so, you know, at some point we'll get to this anyway, but we get one more flashback of him coming out of waking up in the morning in a house and he sees a note taped up somewhere that says, I, we've left, don't try to find us. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that reconfirms how scared shitless of him and not those other men that she was in my mind that it kind of, I really don't understand. And then we... There's one more flashback, and we'll get to that. I'm not going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, no, uh, B-Track says... I don't says, know exactly why she left, and they better come back to that at some point with Abraham. Either he talks about it, he opens up about it, or something, because that's a big question mark in my mind. That whole thing just seemed really weird, and I want to know more. Yeah, me too. To me know th more. I want the drama. I want to see more. Tell, give us the drama. Uh, B-Track says, uh, the kids didn't look like his. I agree, the kids did not look like his. Uh, and uh, Takia K. Hirano, sorry if I totally botched your name. You guys are great. I don't have access to the new episodes. You guys go in great detail. Uh, I like watching it. Thank you. Thank you. We love that you check it out. And we're sorry that you can't watch the episodes live. But I guess this fact that we're late in the week works some benefit. In upcoming weeks and months, we're going to be doing more podcasts during the week. So hopefully you can check out some stuff later. So, uh, so and a lot more discussion about other stuff. Keep going. Thank you so much, for you guys, for talking in the chat room and adding to the discussion. Anyways, back in the present, Abraham, they go break into a bookstore, and once they set up, they start getting water from the toilet, building a barricades on the bookshelves, and this is all set to a Cutlass humming montage. It's a Cutlass going, huh, 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 huh. not singing Christmas Tree, but like, it made me think of Christmas Tree, like, yeah, I forget what song it was exactly, but but he was he was humming. It was it was kind of an eerie scene of showing them, uh, showing them get everything together and setting it setting it up, and it all culminates with with Rosita working on uh, Abraham's hand. Now, after she's finishing patching him up, Abraham says that he's uh, going to take a sweep and go walk around. And this is when Glenn and Abraham have uh, one of their cool, one of their cool scenes of the night. They had a few. And uh, he finds Abraham and he's watching the walkers outside the window. And Abraham thanks him that even though some horse trading was involved, it's as plain as potatoes. I just love how he talks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's glad Glenn came with him. And, and he's saying, but you could, you could have just not kept your word. What was I going to do? It's funny that, that uh, Abraham admits that he was kind of bluffing to Rick there at this point because he knew that he really couldn't do anything if Rick didn't let him leave. Uh, with the bus and with everything, right? He he. Ultimately, he basically. No, I think with I think when it came down to it, he couldn't. He's not going to kidnap Glenn. What's that going to do? He's going to have a, a hostage that's not going to help him. That would rather throw him to a walker instead. So we can't kidnap Glenn and Maggie and make them come. But absolutely, he felt that bus was as much his as it was Rick's. And I guess it's it, it was all the group, unless we go by the claimers rules, then I guess it was Abraham's, that, I guess. It's it, just, it was all the group. So if half the group is going and half the group is staying, guess what? You get to keep the church and I'm keeping the fucking bus. 
that I fixed, that I took the time to fix because I was the one that knew we were going to need it to leave in the first place, we're taking the bus. Yeah. But that all comes back to once they killed these freaking cannibal hunters, there was no need to, there was no urgency to leave that moment in the morning. They could have taken the time to rest and get themselves help. They just came across this massive stash of freaking food for Christ's sakes. Like take the time to, to heal up, to get some rest and make the journey and uh, be strong enough to fight a, 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 a 10 mile wide herd of freaking walkers if you needed to. B-Track says, I didn't get any of that in the flashback with the murder of the humans, the fear in her face and the, and the risk taken to get away from him. I think that Abe was good. And I agree. I think what Abraham did was good there. I, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly sure why he murdered five people, but Abraham doesn't seem like the type of person that no. just goes around and murders five people for no reason. No, he seems like he has a, one of the best consciences in the, when it really comes down to it of anyone we've seen in the group so far. Abraham was humming, uh, do chronic. Abraham was humming uh, that he could keep his mind occupied. And I agree. I think a lot of that's what the, the hand bleeding thing was supposed to connect to his memory of this event and and a lot of that and i i wasn't getting any okay risk and i think abe abe wasn't good so uh so so glenn finds abraham watching the walkers and glenn asks abraham if he's going to wrap his hand but abraham says no he's going to let it get some air that he cut it pretty bad back at the church abraham says it's kind of reached the point where everyone alive is strong now or you can help them and then they help you but then they kill you and then you got to kill them uh, meaning that you you need to either you're strong or you're someone that can help strong people and then they'll use you and kill you when they're done with helping you or you have to kill them before and then you become the strong person. So it is a very there could be only one. Yes, it's until you're until you're Keanu Reeves, <laughs> till you're Neo, till you're the one. <laughs> so Abraham says he wants to say it's never easy to kill somebody, but the truth is, and we talked about this earlier, that it's the easiest thing in the world to do now. Glenn and, he'll, and he'll kill everyone yeah. to get Eugene there. Yeah, he'll kill anybody. He'll kill anyone that gets in his way to get Eugene to bring this back to normal. But then what's, I guess this goes to something that was said to, that Bob said to Rick, Abraham needs to make sure to keep his humanity so if things did go back to normal, that he could go back to a normal life after all of this. So, so of course he can because Abraham's as cool as the other side of the pillow. And, and right there, Glenn, Glenn's like, you know, you need to go get some sleep, man. And he goes, you know, I'll get some sleep, but you know what I really need to get? Do you see my girlfriend over there? I need to go get some ass. <laughs> first, first things first. And uh, I don't need to know that, but cool, dude. <laughs> A very uh, Glenn remark, who's obviously upset because when we see Glenn and Maggie together, Maggie's not giving it up tonight. No. No, Maggie was Maggie was getting a little snuggly, but she didn't. Uh, she she wasn't she wasn't giving up the. Uh, it's close quarters. It's close quarters. You know, she's got a little modesty, whereas they've been, you know, apparently screwing in front of yep, you. Yep. Yeah. As we're about to get into here, <laughs> so Abraham and Rosita are having sex. Pretty graphic for The Walking Dead, uh, and uh, Rosita. Oh, look yeah, and I gotta say again, I, I really appreciate her uh, physique. Yeah, yeah. We really learned a lot more about her tonight, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. So uh, Rosita looks up and says, Eugene's watching them again with uh, this is one of the greatest for, for the women out there, too. I'm sure they'll comment. I don't know what they thought of uh, of Mr. Abraham Ford and if they got if they got them going or not. But 
Okay, so um, big, big and sexy. Thank, thank you so much for saying that. That they said it on the on the Talking Dead because that's something I did not want to spoil from the comic books unless it came back. But if they said it on the Talking Dead, I'll consider it. I'll consider it worth saying. The guys that Abraham was beating raped were were raping his wife. Okay, and that's what drove him to that. And drove, Still, drove him to a very point. odd reaction from her then. Right, a, a supreme which they have to get into, as far as I'm concerned. There's got to be a reason why she reacted that way. I can't see at that point. Obviously, there's a million zombies walking around this town. I don't understand. I guess my big, I guess my big question about that is: put yourself in the situation, and I can't. I guess I could put myself in the situation from thinking about a girl I was with. If I was suddenly with a girl and she was like, just always said to me in passing, you know, I could kill people really easily. You know, I'm a trained killer. And then you're like, whatever, whatever. And then we're in a situation where I was getting raped and beat. And suddenly she just goes crazy and murders all of them in front of me. Would I feel not a little weird? Not even passively where she says that, but she's a fucking navy seal or some shit <laughs> right right fair like, enough yeah you you don't just say like oh yeah 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 sure you could kill people you know she can kill people you know she probably has killed people like that and like so again i have to question the reaction she gave the hat there's more to the backstory there that's why i don't think necessarily it was his we've we've got a cut we ghetto toad has an interesting way of saying uh sadly in this world you uh you have to become a monster to to service maybe his family couldn't understand that Carol was trying to teach the same things to the little girls. And that, that's a very good point. Some people can't understand the concept. Tyrese probably would give him the same look. Tyrese gave his sister that look when she no, murdered no, the no, cannibal people. No, 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 no. Tyrese did. Tyrese. Tyrese gave a similar. He gave a look of, um, of almost shame and embarrassment, not fear and not complete and utter disgust. And he didn't get up and leave. Right. He fair enough. Saying, fair I enough. I can't be around you from what to me seemed like fear for her life almost by being around. And Tyrese knows that what they did, although he's not willing to do it, was not necessarily the wrong thing to do. <laughs> so so let's get back to what's important here. And we're, we'll, t we'll definitely be talking about this subject a lot more because we'll pop, it'll pop up with the, uh, the, la the couple of flashbacks it's, we have left. Especially with Tyrese thinks that Carol did the right thing or he kind of yeah. says that you did the, she no, did the right thing. No, he did. Thing. And Tyrese understands it. Whereas you got to think that maybe this happened at the very beginning of the zombie apocalypse before people really had a chance to think about things. And at the beginning, people were still trying to keep a sense of this is right at the beginning. Maybe they were out to dinner right before that, and they were suddenly in the midst of a cr crazy situation going on. And it's just that was a pretty far gone town for this for that to have been like the exact beginning. It like, could have been a couple time. months after or something like that. I mean, who uh, knows? Well, maybe even maybe even that was the first week or or yeah. first couple of days. But that town did look pretty far gone. So I mean, yeah, the people aren't making quite all those harsh decisions yet. I mean, they're in but a supermarket. Were they in that grocery store, they're shopping. Maybe that was maybe that was their first uh, first place that they were staying. Was that a everyone oh, went yeah. to a supermarket? Everybody's uh, who when when the zombie apocalypse comes, that's one of the places that people are going to say, okay, that's where we're going first. We're going to go stock up on canned goods. But that's actually where everybody's murdering each other for canned goods, and all that's going to be there is zombies, you know. Like, so you see them for Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving deals. Never mind looting. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's three candy goods. It's Black Friday to the ultimate. You there's see, gonna be some chaos. Yeah, going if on. they say there's gonna be a little bit of snow in the ground, everyone's running to the place to get bread and milk <laughs> and this is my bread and milk! I need bread and milk! I need <laughs> eggs! Motherfucking eggs! Holy shit! Where are the motherfucking eggs? <laughs> It's snowing. So as Abraham, let's get back to what's important. Abraham and Rosita having sex. Uh, Rosita looks up and sees Eugene and he's watching them from what I think was, a, unlike what I thought with Maggie when she goes, it's just four rooms and a wall or in a roof. I love this reference to the title of the episode, self-help. She goes, Eugene's watching us from the self-help section. <laughs> I just thought it was great that it was the self-help section. And uh, he's watching again from the self-help section. Yeah, in the in Abraham just start like the door in the bookshelves or whatever it was. <laughs> watching watching Abraham and Rosie have sweet love. Yeah, and Abraham seems to like it. He's just laughing. He says, uh, "Don't worry, it's a har- it's harmless." Yeah, and we get I mean, the- really. You know, they have to stay in close quarters if Eugene's going to get protected properly, and Abraham knows that. So he's probably they've probably have been having yeah. sex in. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. It's one of those things that if you're staying in that close proximity with that group, it's it becomes the norm. And, and it almost is. To, I almost believe what Eugene says after when Tara catches him. Eugene's like, uh, what's, what's he say? He says, yes, I'm a mitt to watching them. And she says, yeah, he goes, I enjoy the female form. He considers it to be a victimless crime and creates distraction because they're there. Yeah, I really kind of consider it a victimless crime. It's not a big, it's not really. It's not a crime. It's a, fe- a big deal. Even if, even in a normal situation, it's not a crime. It's a fetish. If he, if they're well, alive, it's, it's a crime if you're doing it outside of your neighbor's window. Right. It's a finish if the, the couple's like, "Hey, dude." What I mean is, the couple, the couple knew. Just, the couple was <laughs> in on it. The couple knew he was there. They were they like, knew he was watching. Neither one of them shouted out, "Hey, Eugene, perv, go away," exactly. or anything like that. And he says they've known for a while. I think Abraham kind of likes it. He kind of gets off on the fact that he's being watched. Yeah, because he, because you know, he, yeah, the he, alpha man. He's fucking the hot chick, and this nerd's gonna watch me fuck her. Yeah. So, so, so Tara's just like, okay, can we ignore this? This is a, this is actually a really good Tara episode too. He's, he's cockled them. Yeah. Essentially, only it's not his girlfriend that that he's cockled over. It's just the <laughs> only girl there. <laughs> Ghetto Toad says, "Worst sight ever: Abraham's shining ass." <laughs> 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 I've seen I've seen plenty of worse sights. Trust me, <laughs> especially in my job. Which I'm not going to tell anybody what I do, but so yeah. so it's a victimless crime that provides distraction. Eugene, uh, she wants to. Th- she's like, okay, can we just forget about this for a second? And I'm sure she's give, taking a few looks at uh, Miss Espinosa. I'm sure she doesn't underappreciate the view that she's got right there because they she stay they just stay there while they're having sex. And Eugene likes to. Th- she wants to thank Eugene for saving her life. And Eugene reveals that to her. He goes, this is kind of weird how it comes up. He says, you shouldn't thank me for saving your life. It was just a victim of circumstances that it was either myself and I calculated that I needed to do it because you got killed, I'd get killed. So don't thank me for it. And she's like, no, listen, are you listening to what I'm telling you? And this is when he breaks down. Listen, I the bus broke down because of me. I put glass, I put broken light bulbs in there. I did in the the gas tank. Yeah. Yeah. Broken light bulbs in in the glass, in the gas tank. And he said that the vehicle never should have, uh, never should have got away from the church. It just failed. We were on stolen time there. And, uh, and for someone who knows that the, I mean, maybe he thought it just didn't work, but, uh, I would be a little bit more cautious about how I'm sitting in the bus waiting for the thing to, 
maybe he didn't expect it to go all haywire and flip and all that shit too just kind of <laughs> conk out and die lose gas b Trek says well someone has to be the porn in this world big and sexy said the same thing i did i like how uh tyra peaked too porn stash for crying out loud yeah, right yeah i love how i like how tyra peaked too yeah that's right she totally peaked too and so <laughs> So when Tara asks why did Eugene says he couldn't survive on his own empirically Eugene says that he if he couldn't save the world there's no way the group would keep him around Tara says they keep him around because he's friends Tara says that Eugene needs to keep the secret of what he did and never fucking do it again and we go over to Glenn and Maggie and this is where Maggie isn't giving Glenn any and uh, Maggie's starting to stare off into space not thinking about Beth and Maggie says that she feels guilty, not not because of Beth, because she's on vacation, because they feel like they're fighting for a purpose now. I, this is probably one of my least favorite scenes of the evening, if I had to have a worst, a least favorite well, and, scene. And, and yeah, because shouldn't her purpose trying to be fighting to get her sister back? But I guess in a, in a way, uh, even though she doesn't mention her... I know I won't let it go with the, the Beth Darryl stuff. Daryl disappears... Before we know Beth is even like that, when they meet up with Daryl, there's Daryl's like, she's gone. I have no idea. She got in the car, black car with a cross, and she's just gone. So, okay, Beth is gone. She must be dead or being raped off in the woods somewhere. No biggie. Flash forward a couple of weeks, and now she's on this mission. But of course, she doesn't know Daryl's come back. Daryl has information about where Beth is. So, that isn't really a concern of hers in this world. Once you're not with the group anymore, and she knows just how lucky she was to find Glenn again, or for Glenn yeah. to have found her. And I also think it's cool, and I can relate to Maggie, and I'm not going to say this is horrible, like nothing bad here, but I get where she's coming from that she feels like they're working towards a goal now, getting getting Eugene sure, to Washington. Because it would, if, if you were fighting for nothing and you felt like you were endlessly killing zombies, it's like you're you're farming in a video game and you just can't wait to get to the mission. You just keep doing it and killing sheep and killing sheep and getting experience point out. I mean, and then never going to the end. And never, go, yeah, never going into a dungeon, never having any goal but killing sheep constantly. It would just get so boring. I mean. And, and knowing that every, every uh, third person that you know and love is going to die once every four or five months. Yeah. That's not a fun game. That's 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 like Warcraft or something. <laughs> that's like wow. You just we just described wow. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. And then, so after after this scene, we have a commercial break. It. it is part of it. In another flashback, Abraham tells uh, this is when we meet up with Abraham and Ellen, and we talked a little bit about the scene already. He tells them that they're safe now. That he stopped them. Ellen and the kids are shaking, and he's and the kids are hiding behind her. And Abraham looks down at his blood-covered hands, which connects to why he's thinking about this while his hand is bloody in the present. Yep. And uh, and he tells them that they're okay, and they're okay, they're okay, they're okay. But as Joe mentioned, some a couple other people in the chat room mentioned, she's looking at him like he's about to eat her brains. She's yes. she's giving him like the the psycho zombie. That's yeah, out of control. Yeah, and and. And now that we can talk about, I, I don't get it necessarily. I understand being a little fearful of him, but are you dumb? That's what makes me think that this must be really early on and they didn't understand. And she had no concept yet of the world that you're living in. In the sense, in the sense, even in our own group, if we think about the point in time where they were considering. And, and to that I say no, because. Um, no, think about I'm how our group sure, changed. I'm pretty sure here, take. Take uh, the zombie apocalypse out of it and ask any woman that you know or man that you know 
and say, if I came up to you and found you being raped on the floor by five people, and I murdered them all with a can of beans in front of you. I'd thank you. I can already answer. I'd thank you. Katie? That, this like, is the, that's the I, question. I mean, yeah, it may be un-PC to say you're going to murder them instead of, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to handcuff no, no. all five of them? This like, is, and now let's throw in the zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm saying. The zombie apocalypse is a big caveat. In this world, in the normal world, yes, people would look at you like that, Joe. You'd go to jail no, for doing I, I, I think that as a society would tell them they would have to look at me like that, but every single person is going to say to themselves, Especially if they can actually put themselves in that. You'd be a hero in prison. People in that would situation. They want you to kill them. They would want to kill them. Yeah, that's they what. Might not be able to, and upon like a month or two of reflection, might say, "Okay, murdering them might not. Maybe they. Maybe you know the gang rape of me could have warranted life in prison from those five people. But you know what? Fuck that. Kill them. I don't want my ass fucked by five people. I, you know, I don't want. I don't want that to happen to me. And if it does, and anybody can murder them in front of me. Please do so. Yeah, but, but do us a favor. This is our. This, if you learn one thing from this podcast, if someone's rapes us and you see it, we you have our permission. We're not going to look at you like that if they you kill those kill people. Them. You guys can kill them. You have our permit. You have our permission if they're raping us. Not in reality. Only in the zombie apocalypse, though. Only in the zombie apocalypse. I'm not condoning that kind of behavior. Kill them. Rapists deserve to die. Well. Whatever. I just, I mean, I have that, I have that opinion of that crime. I think that crime is a crime that deserves torture, not time in jail, but that's a different subject altogether. I think that's the, probably the worst thing a human can do to another human, but, but whatever. So, uh, next to making them listen to Mike Bolton or something like that. I think, I think, I think it's those. Michael Bolton and Kenny G duets. Duets in rape. I think, I think those are our two <laughs> pillars. By Michael Bolton. <laughs> I think those are our two pillars of hell of the worst things humans can do to make someone yeah. a mixtape, you know, of Michael Bolton. Indiana Jones Part Four. <laughs> two Michael Bolton soundtrack. You know, if you match up the recent Kenny G album, it's it's kind of like it goes together, like Dark Side of the Moon and Alice in Wonderland to uh, the Indiana Jones and the Crystals, Crystal Skull. Anyways, so we're back to the. <laughs> yeah, we digress. We digress. Working out, working out a few personal fantasies. Yeah, here. sorry, sorry, guys, sorry, sorry. You, this podcast, you're inside our souls here, so you can't help it. So Rosita is wrapping up Abraham's hand in bandages, and she says that they should stay here. And this is where we probably the scene we get the most of her personality that we've gotten the entire time since she's been on the show, and she's really yelling at Abraham, telling him they need to keep things, they need to. If they want to keep moving, if they want to actually get to Washington, they need to take a break and make sure they're a hundred percent. She says a very absolutely right. She says a very interesting thing to him. Isn't isn't enough for them? Exactly. She says something interesting to him. I actually want to get to DC, and I thought that was the that was the strongest thing she said to him. Like Abraham, do you really want to get there, or is this all just bravado? She makes perfect, absolute sense, and it is starting to come across. Like he just is looking for the glory to smash heads and to beat himself a path to Washington, D.C. And if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it. But he's going to try. <laughs> she, and what she's saying is making sense. We need to do this right. We need to get rest. We need to be at 100%. This isn't a game. This is for the, the, the population of the world to survive, the human race to survive. We want to get there. Don't keep making this about a, a race to get there fast. We just need to get there. People can hold out on their own and they will hold out 
But if we don't get there, the hope is lost. Get a couple of comments. B-Trax farming on the overworld. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, big and sexy. Fuck that. Even if it's the first day I'd shackle my ass to Abraham, I'd pick up a can my damn self. <laughs> uh, Ghetto Toad, they got what they deserved. No, you sneak and you steal their beans and then you move on. <laughs> Get some... Love the love the chat room tonight. Thanks, guys. Uh, Rosita is wrapping up Abraham's hand in bandages. And yeah, she she is yelling and screaming at him and telling him he's an idiot and they need to wait. She's really calling him on his bullshit here. You can tell that. And the way this scene curves, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, Maggie and Glenn walk over and kind of say the same thing that he was... He, that she was saying to him, but she backs Abraham. She she doesn't she doesn't go back on it. She doesn't she doesn't show anything but undying support for him in public group, which is which is which is good of good of her. Shows she believes in him, even though she doesn't necessarily always believe him. Yeah. Yep. No. If he's and Abraham and Abraham says something, I think at this point doesn't he say something? Is it at this point where he's like, "Listen, I'm the freaking leader of this group." Yeah. say we move on we move on period yeah they need this to keep moving democracy. yeah they need to keep moving every minute that we're wasting getting eugene to washington people are fucking dying we never stop we're never 100 percent good we got to keep going keep going and yeah and he, and he kind of has a point there too they will never be 100 percent at at it will take a long time for all five six of them to be at 100 percent anyway but that's not the point. You're not going for a hundred percent. You're going so that you're you're staying and waiting so that you're not operating at twenty percent. If this is really as easy as just getting like I know we know this is bullshit because of what happens in a se few seconds here. But if if this is really as simple as getting Frodo to drop the ring into the mountain, then it doesn't matter if you sacrifice everybody's life to get Eugene there. You get Eugene there at all costs. I mean, if he is to truly believe this, I guess I buy into what Abraham's saying to a certain extent because the world needs to be saved. And if this was a save to the world, I agree. Right, but you know what? People are dying. And like I said, people will also still be surviving. It's not about who dies by the time you get to Washington, D.C. It's about the people that are alive when you do get there. Yep. If you do not get there, it doesn't matter how many people died trying to get there because you didn't make it, because Eugene died, because you died, because it's over. It's about who's alive when you do get there. Well, as long as you get two, you can pretty much start over, I guess. Yeah, keep Rosie alive and Eugene. <laughs> yeah, as long as Rosie and, Eugene, Rosie and Eugene are alive and they can have some sexy mullet babies. There's... Hopefully the three of them aren't barren. Oh, <laughs> that'd be sad. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, 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 you'd find a way. There, you find like some high-end gorilla that survived in a tree or something. You, you, you got to find a way to survive. Okay, back. So, so Rosita, Maggie says that the store was hardly touched, and they could spend like a, a little time, one more day, searching for supplies. And Rosita completely ignores that, even though that's what she just said. And she says they'll sweep as they go. That's what they do. And Abraham says, you heard the lady, just so Abraham doesn't always have to be the asshole. And that's another thing I appreciate about what she's doing. And, and again, we learned a lot more about her as a person in this episode. She's someone that does, isn't afraid to have to take some of the heat off of Abraham because she knows if he had to take it all, we'd get more scenes like the end when everyone's like tackling him, being like, come on, Abraham, shut the fuck up. So they, Abraham adds that they, they're like, we can't walk, though. And he goes, we have a vehicle. She knows that he needs he needs support. He needs to have a, at least one backer. If he doesn't, then the group lacks cohesion and lacks guidance and direction. Yep. And 
he looks says, look out the window. We have a vehicle, and he it's a it's a giant fire truck, and he says it's got 500 gallons of water on it. Yeah, which is great. All they have a water source they can take with them. They don't have to stop. That's a huge savings in time. Absolutely, fire trucks a good uh, good zombie vehicle. And uh, so at first the car won't, the, the truck won't turn on, but Abraham eventually does get it started. But once they, uh, with a little coaxing and he's like, yeah, everything works out. And they start to drive it. And then almost immediately it stops. And wah, wah, enough, we need more uh, Price is Right music. Uh, and as Abraham starts to work in the fire truck, he realizes what's wrong, that it's it, that it was used to clear out crowds of walkers, so it's filled with body parts. And, and he starts to clear out the once... Air filters. Yeah, he's like, the air filter is filled with body parts, so it's not going to start now. Uh, that's it. And he gets out, and he's like, I'm going to have to clear it. And he starts messing around with a vent on the side of the truck, and Rosie, like, uh, steps up and is like, ah, you know, that's the... Um, it's on the roof. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the air. The air filters on the roof. What you're messing around with is goes to the radiator. So don't you know what the fuck you're talking about, Mister. <laughs> and uh, he's damn, damn, damnity, damn. But we also right before, right as the truck pulled away, we yeah, she goes all um, Ma- Maria. <laughs> Oh, you blend. <laughs> but as we saw, as the truck pulls away, a door opens. And I wonder if you knew that so many on them. Yeah. That walkers were going to come out of that door. So so a bunch of walkers come, come running out of the building and surround them. And they kind of overrun. But save Eugene saves the day. He climbs up to the top of the fire truck, grabs the hose, and starts blasting zombies in, in half with the fire hose. Yeah. Now, now, would that work? I well, I gotta say, would it work if the pressure on the hose is strong enough? Okay, first off, yeah, people get hit with fire hoses. You remember, uh, I don't know, you well, you don't remember, you weren't alive at the time, but the all the race riots and uh, college campus riots, yeah, where they were all the old video footage of them hosing people off in the 60s and shit like the 50s, <laughs> you know, with the fire hoses. The shit hurts and that'll push you back, but I don't think it ever like the water stream enough on one of those is enough to like cut your head in half. But we know the zombies are mushy. I'm mushy, but yeah. So I guess easy to get through their, their, somehow they're super strong, but you can like crush their heads with the water hose. And I gotta say that this was the one disappointing part so far about effects in the show. I thought that water hose looked really freaking weak. It didn't look like a, a lot of pressure. It just looked like this wide kind of pressureless stream of water going they looked like they were in like a slip and slide or something or not when the slip is one of those one of those uh, octopus uh water yeah, things it didn't look that strong to, it didn't look like they made the water pressure look that strong and impressive where it would be cutting people's fucking heads in half yeah it, but i guess it is could make sense if we we're to just imagine project that it's as strong as the strongest yeah, fire hose could be make it look stronger that's all I'm saying. I, it's funny with the fire hose thing what you said i agree is the definite example i also thought of uh, uhf when uh when michael richards drinks from the fire hose which is strangely related in some way <laughs> <laughs> so so Abraham is using the mission to keep himself to make himself not think about his family. Yep. They should have just bathed in zombie blood and then strolled through the zombie farm. We've said that last week too, that not enough people do the bathing in zombie Glenn, blood thing. Glenn and Maggie are the only two that know of this in that group. The other three, uh, they never saw it because if you remember, okay, yeah, sure, Carol kind of frees them all or starts the riot that gets them all mm-hmm. free, but Rick is the one that frees them all. And they don't see Carol until they're in the woods. And Carol, 
was shiny. Yeah, that's clean. we remember that. Yeah, that's your bit. She so was these other people. They don't know necessarily. And Glenn's not going to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, let's wait. We don't know if that stretch. You know, we can see that it's 10 miles long, but we don't know how wide that thing is. It could be, you know, clear, clear to Massachusetts. <laughs> she's as pristine as uh, she was as pristine as the magic bullet that was found. At the... <laughs> right, exactly. So. You know, I'm not sure Glenn and Maggie are about to cough up the information. We're going to, you know, just paste ourselves with zombie guts and walk through. And Glenn also knows that if it just starts raining a little, they're screwed because that's what happened. And the zombies started to smell them again. <laughs> the uh, And this hose thing really made uh, Abraham's dick hard. He really got excited about this hose thing. Yeah, he and, cracked a couple more jokes about yeah, it. Yeah, he's been, I got this, he's been to eight county fairs and one goat rodeo and he's never seen anything like that i'm sure he's been to a donkey show or two yeah <laughs> what's he not mentioning i mean goat rodeo and what's that code for abraham <laughs> you know uh, the two says they could start yeah, a waiting you know what the angry goat is right <laughs> do crocs they could start a new mission and round up the super a super herd and have a cattle drive and drive them down the grand canyon yeah, that actually would not be a bad idea driving a bunch of them to fall down the grand canyon uh glenn says there's a goodwill right in the area where they can get some su supplies but abraham says no 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 just air dry just you don't get a towel, just air dry. And he climbs on the roof of the truck and starts cleaning out the intake and throwing zombie guts everywhere. And then he starts laughing when he sees what's written on the ground. Sick inside, let them die. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, they, the hose ended up spraying off the area that was covered with trash and refuse. And of course, when you're walking on it, you don't see it. But when he's climbed up on top of the truck to get the air intake clear, that's when he could see down and see that it was spray painted on the ground. I love this. I, I love this moment with Chickless. He played it amazing, and then he just goes, "Wow, shit, screwed." He just, it's just so funny. Like he's having so much fun with this oh, Abraham. Chickless. Chick. I said, yeah, I said Chickless, but yeah, wrong guy. Cutless. Excuse <laughs> Cutless, me. Cutless. Yeah. Excuse me. Chickless is the other, the other bald guy. No, different bald guy. So, uh, so we we'll go back to a flashback. And uh, I was thinking about the the uh, the candy chiclets. <laughs> I was getting a little hungry. I needed a sugar rush. So this is uh, we get another flashback of Abraham here, and he wakes up on the floor of the grocery store from earlier. It, it you said it was building, but I think it was the same grocery store. At least I thought it was. And he looks around, and Ellen and the kids are gone. And there's a note that says, "Don't try to find us." Yeah, we've left. Don't try to find. Don't us. try to find us. So we're back to Abraham and his group, and they're ways down the road in the in the fire truck. Abraham got the truck running, apparently, but again, it stops again. <laughs> and uh, we see Eugene in the back, excuse me, outside the truck, reading a book. It was called The Shape of Things by, uh, I think that's what's called, The Shape of Things. Uh, and Maggie tells Eugene, this is where we have a Maggie and Eugene scene, and she tells him that she knows why he knows, she knows why he has the haircut. It's because everyone else in the science lab are all clean cut and you want to be special. Nobody really knows you. And she goes into this story about Samson and... and the jawbone. Yeah, she's the one that says something about the jawbone. Yeah, and it's, 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 a, it's a weird scene. It's a little on the, as some people have said, uh, some other podcasts, have, it's a little on the nose of it describing exact, if, especially when you know what Eugene's about to say later. It's just basically saying, yeah, man has a weight and has a weight to say and... 
And well, I think it was also um, a good episode to show us and make us remember whose daughter that is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and show how well-read she is, how she looks to the classics for, for inspiration. That's on That's a biblical story, Samson. Yep. So it's it it directly goes to like I said the classics. Yeah, oh yeah, yes. <laughs> best selling book of all time. Yeah, best selling book New of York, all time. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's, it's in every uh, every hotel ever ever. Now, uh, <laughs> and as they're as they're going towards it, uh, Glenn smells something, and uh, they look ahead down the road and they spy, and Glenn they goes. All smell it. They all smell it. They can all smell this. Whatever's making that, they say something about it too. Whatever's making that smell is can't be good. Yeah, yeah. Did you forget to wash your ass again, Eugene? <laughs> Eugene's the only one that didn't get wet from the hose. Yeah, exactly. Eugene needs a shower. You don't but know they what's. Can, they can smell Eugene, apparently. You don't know He's... what's going on under the back there. There's a there's a lot. There could be a mushroom herd growing up back there too much party going on back there. <laughs> so Glenn tells everyone, and as they see this amazing herd of zombies which i thought looked decent but not as excellent as we've seen say like the herd last season that daryl saw it looked a lot more it, should have been, it seemed they were trying to give us a big panoramic view but that put them so far off in the distance and it was hard to they, make them out they looked very spaced spaced apart at first, I wasn't sure what I was looking at again. Yeah, it was it was but a little. It was, it was impressive, and you know that that herd was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Massive. It was huge. And Abraham, this is when Abraham just starts getting stupid. He mumbles. Yeah, very he, stupid. He mumbles, starting to sound like Captain Ahab, mumbling, "I'm not giving up the ship. I'm not giving up exactly, the ship." Exactly. Great, great, and uh, great analogy there, Phil. It's exactly like Captain. A. He's losing it. He's absolutely losing it. I was actually thinking about Captain Picard in First Contact, but then I was remembered that he was just copying Captain Ahab from yeah, Moby Dick. Yep. <laughs> so, so I, so I understand the reference, and I just watched Major League too, which deals with Moby Dick as well. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was in a hotel, and Major League was the only thing on. No crying in the zombie fucking apocalypse. No crying in zombie apocalypse, Phil. And Abraham says that uh, that. That, and, and this is where Abraham gets ridiculous because they're like, we'll just find a way around. He goes, no, we're not going around. We're not going it, back. That is absolutely – at that. that's the moment in time when the whole group can stand up and say, we're not following you anymore, man. Yeah, that's and, and ridiculous. And Glenn says it perfectly where he just goes, you're done. <laughs> he goes, you're done. <laughs> you're cooked. That's, yeah, you're done. That, none of us are doing that. None of us are going to go walk through that herd when we can walk around. And I think it's a little naive to think that you can go around it. You don't know. Essentially, it's not a, a box, a, a rectangle of a certain size. This is an unknown shape, a cloud, if you will, of zombies all herding in one or any direction. Now, do you think that's ultimately going to be the biggest problem with the, with the apocalypse eventually, that, the, that there's going to be nothing but these roadblocks, these huge roadblocks of herds well, ganging up in these populous areas that that i mean ultimately it makes sense that either they stay eventually starve and stay and stop and stop moving or that they eventually decide i'm too hungry to just continue sitting here on this floor and they get up and start looking and we know that they've talked about in previous episodes that they do herd up when when one sees one going others just kind of start flocking yeah the lemmings thing 
the lemming Pikmin sort of thing. So Abraham isn't happy with all this negativity. The the, the dude does not abide well to negativity. And not abide. No, Abraham, the dude does not abide. And he grabs Eugene and he's by the by the scuff of the mullet and starts walking him to the fire truck as this shit escalates quick. And Eugene starts screaming, no, Rosita tells Abraham that, no, the others are right. We need to stop. Uh, Glenn says, you're done. Don't touch me. And he touches touches Abraham to stop. Him. He goes, I touch me. Don't touch me. I told you not to touch me. Don't touch right, me. They're about to, he's about to start fighting. And I get the impression that this time he's not going to get the, the benefit. The, Glenn doesn't get the benefit of a sucker punch in. Uh, he's as dead as those five guys from the can. Yeah. As, as, as uh, Duke Chronic said. Abraham just gets total tunnel vision this thing in this moment. And this is when Eugene goes, I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Empirically, I'm not a scientist. Everyone's standing around staring at Eugene. And this is a pregnant pause to come back to commercial break. Rosita insists. She goes, no, you're a scientist. I've I've seen the things that you do. And he goes, I'm not a scientist. I just know things. I'm smarter than most people and I'm a good liar. I wanted to get to Washington, D.C. because I believe it. That locale holds the, the strongest possibility of survival. And I, I had to cheat some people and uh, use them and use them to get me to this to the proper plus. I thought it was a victimist crime because because I would survive. And he wanted to trick some people into taking them there. And Ab- but he knows that that was wrong now. And the closer he got, he could see it. And then uh, someone, some, you know, how many people have died getting you here? Yeah, and he names and he them all. Sleep. All he, he was, knows everybody's name. He says every single one of them. There's nobody left out. And Bob. Like, and he says and Bob. What's that? And he added Bob to the list too. He and he says he even added Bob to the list. And uh, and that goes to show just like when he was thinking about Gabriel, he was thinking about his own what what these people were going to do if he has to say it, if he has to come when they get to Washington, and it comes out that he can't help, and that all this stuff that he's been talking is just bullshit. He also says that he lied about the bus, and he said, "I also yep. lied about sabotage the bus." He sabotaged. He's, and you know, and that goes to show you that, you know, he, remember the, the truck that he shot up. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and, and he shot up the gas tank, and the and their transport went. You, you just think back to every time you saw him, and he did something to stall the trip a little bit. Yep. He went. He went back to go to go meet up with Glenn and Tara coming out of the out of the tunnel. He advocated to. To go to Terminus, he tried to stay with Rick. I don't want to go to Washington. I want to stay here at the church. Like, it's fun to do it. You can do it too. Yeah, you can do it. Do it with, no, it's fun. It's fun. You can hook up too. You can hook right? up too. You, you can you can Eugene it up. You can do it. And he also, more importantly, he lied about T. Brooks Ellis liking his hair. Not he never met him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's and he and he keeps going because he because this is where he starts the manipulation again. He goes, "You guys might be thinking about leaving me." But I know I'm smarter than anybody, and this is what Abraham. Yeah, again, Abraham, I'm smarter than you. Abraham just gets up and decks him. Yeah, and absolutely, absolutely, B-tracks because I know you're. I understand exactly what you're saying. He was played the chaos cast route right here. He just freaks out and just like totally blows up his spot and just doesn't give a shit about anything. Doesn't understand that these people are going to be voting him, voting him the winner later. And he just goes crazy about how you guys are just stupid and I, I'm smarter than you. He goes all Russell Hanson people is a better example. Well, it's, I'm the best it's player actually, in the game. He has to do it now. He has to do it right now. He knows he does. Madman is about to drag his ass through a herd of walkers to get him to Washington, <laughs> D.C. That was 
and that's a ridiculous. He grabbed him by the head, and he's about to drag him through there. And he knows that they're none of them. He's smart enough to know, and the whole group, everybody but Abraham, sees it that if they pursue it in that direction, they're all dead. Yep. And Abraham is dead set on killing them all at this moment. And ultimately, he proves it, as you said, and points out the only thing he can do for survival. I mean, he he gets carried away here at the end, and he just keeps going. And we talked about this earlier. This is when uh, Abraham has enough of this bullshit, and he walks over to him, and he just pounds him smack 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 and and as you guys mentioned he's knocks out he's knocked out on his feet and he falls well, he, he hits him he hits him once and then he hits him a second time and as as the second punch is going everybody's kind of jumped on top of abraham and grabbed his arms and everything and then he kind of like breaks one arm free <laughs> decks him one last time right square in the nose forehead eyeball area I mean, his his fists are huge. It almost looks like it takes up his whole head. <laughs> Ghetto Toad says, okay, it's 4.50 a.m. Got to go. We'll finish watching this later. Thanks for the fun. Hopefully we'll find out more what's going on with Beth Carroll and the rapey cops later. <laughs> thank you, Ghetto Toad. Uh, B-Tracks, right, thank you. And Big and Sexy, Eugene gets a bad case of diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> the second I'm smarter than you. Absolutely. Exactly. He gets a bad case. He comes down with uh, diarrhea of the mouth. And then somewhere Chris Tucker shows up and yells, you just got knocked the fuck out. I don't I don't that would be great just a minor cameo like he just shows up out of nowhere <laughs> you just got knocked the fuck out that that video needs to happen somewhere there, there, there needs to be a YouTube splice video thing going on there with um, if it's not already there yeah we gotta I gotta start working on that immediately <laughs> so anyway so Eugene falls flat into the pavement and as Eugene as Abraham's getting ready to go in for more going for the kill Rosita steps in front of him and puts her hand on her gun and says step the fuck off and Maggie rolls Eugene over but he's 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 done he's 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 out to lunch Abraham walks away and he falls down to his knees in the road on the roadway crying so we get one more flashback at the end here Eugene looked dead he didn't look knocked the fuck out I mean, I doubt they're going to have him killed, but when they're leaning over him and they're like, Eugene, are you okay? He looks literally almost dead, like crushed. Crushed. He uh, does not look healthy at all. B-Trex. He like he's going to get up. He is no longer going to be the smartest man in the room. <laughs> he's going to have like a brain injury from the cracked forehead. Freaking Abraham's knuckles, Jesus. Uh, B says, No, he doesn't. Madman could have been killed for being irrational. I would have taken that shit to DC. Yeah, maybe, maybe held it in. If he didn't face that herd, he probably, you got to figure Eugene might have held, held on to that for a while. Yeah, longer. I don't think, I don't think Glenn's going to kill him. I don't think Rosie's going to kill him. Rick yeah, might. I think, I think Rick might have it in her to say "fuck that" and put a bullet in him if he was actually about to drag Eugene through the. Uh... But I think Glenn and Rosie and Tara they would go the route of trying to physically stop him, you know, by by some restraining him somehow, and they would just get themselves pummeled. <laughs> in her. You got to remember, this is a guy that just that that we get flashbacks. This exact episode, those flashbacks of him murdering five people with his bare hands. <laughs> Well, with a can of beans in the grocery store, <laughs> Tara and Eugene certainly pose no threat. Maggie and Glenn, though, on the other hand, that's they're the only real fight, and I'm not sure how much of a fight they'd put up a, against a really charged up Abraham. Have guns, and I think Maggie's really the only one willing to pull the trigger on 
Abraham in that. Situation. I know he's not in this situation, but could Rick take down an angry Abraham? You think? Yes. Yes. No problem. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't say that. My answer is quick, <laughs> but I did not say no problem. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, this is a, a sheriff. He's a very tough man. We know that. I mean, he was not in the best condition when he when he faced the governor. He even had a bullet wound. I think at some point in the whole process of fighting the governor. He did fight Tyrese recently before that too, which was, yeah, he, yeah, a that big fight. You know, this is a Rick is a hardened, tough man, and just as well trained probably as Abraham in the art of killing and self defense and all that kind of shit. So, but then, but then again, Abraham's got him in weight class, and that's always a big thing. Uh, five guys still believe you have the cure, and someone would stop him. Five. He'd murder five unarmed men, men too. I, I pro he probably would, he, just to get that, just to push that cure. So let's get through this last flashback. In the last flashback, Abraham's looking at the bodies of Ellen and the kids. He's about to commit suicide. We, right, they're they're definitely uh, have been eaten to the point where they're not going to be getting up and no. being zombies themselves. No. They've been fully almost devoured to the point where they're almost the only thing that you can recognize it having been them is like the headband she was wearing and like the clothes that they were wearing and the fact that it looks like two, <laughs> two kids. <laughs> and I agree, I agree with you, B-Trax. B-Trax says, Rick's got that sidearm. It would just be a quick shot. <laughs> yeah. Rick, if he would just be like, bye, Abraham's down. He'd Indiana Jones him. He'd, Abraham would be all, and Rick would be like, bam, you're, good, you're done. So, uh, so yes, and right as Abraham's about to turn the gun on himself because of his family being... Uh, or his family, the, yeah, these people. The, he did turn on him, so he just hadn't quite, hadn't quite like pulled, pulled the trigger. Eugene comes running in comically. <laughs> did you say running? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, he's like dancing around three zombies. It's almost like he's like baiting them down the road to get to Abraham in the first place. Like he's not trying to get away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're getting faster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just just let this guy get eat. And he's being chased by three walkers. Uh, Abraham kills the walkers pretty easily. And right, then he does. He Abraham decides, okay, before I kill myself, I'm gonna at least do something positive and help this guy out. And he gets up. And he like speed walks in that direction and he takes out all three zombies real quick and in rage, gets out a little frustration over this, over his dead family. And then he just starts immediately, turns around, immediately starts walking back yeah. to his dead family. And uh, Abraham knows exactly what he saw this guy doing before, before, you know, as he was yelling help and running up. I mean, you can see the guy huddled over dead bodies with a gun in his mouth. So this is where you're right, Abraham. Yeah, saved, did Eugene say? Yeah, did Eugene life saved by Eugene? In a way, did Eugene in this sense purpose in in stuff at the same and hope? Because as he's walking away, Eugene goes, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! You 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 can't you can't go! I need you! I have a very important mission, and this is what." So here lies the question, as we as we as we put it, is and that's weird because that that's enough to in, intrigue Abraham, who's at this deep mourning state. Where he's about to commit suicide. Oh, a mission. Never mind. I don't need to kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> do you want to save the world? I mean, I can save the world. I save the world. I'm I was meant I was meant to save the world. I just and I I guess you have to say 
Eugene is a slippery prick and he knows how to survive. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's survivors. There's all types of survivors. Yeah. He's, I mean, Beth was saying it too. You know what? You look at me like like I'm just another dead girl, but fuck you. I'm still here. There's plenty of people who are not still here, and I am. I and th- he is. I think I heard someone else discussing this, or it was a question on another podcast about The Walking Dead. But if we were thinking about who is more useless, someone like Eugene or like the governor's scientist guy that he had working for him. The governor's scientist guy is way more useless useless because Eugene knows how to take care of himself. Maybe his taking care of himself is by being a tick and hooking on to something else. Okay, I don't want to say necessarily it didn't. The other guy came up with the duct tape armor. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he guess he did. You know, the other guy, he had some sort of scientific method to whatever the fuck he was doing. But ultimately, Eugene has a more practical science down. Like, I I think uh, he's not a scientist, so to speak, but he is. At least he, he talks smart enough. And I think he might, when it comes down to it, be a little bit more valuable to the group. Um long term than somebody when, like that guy they're at a point where they can settle down and start to try to progress as a as they're both pretty much useless in my mind <laughs> so this is a world the for just guy, the other the other guy more so yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know let's go if you, if you, okay, <laughs> if <laughs> a couple of questions here, the term. If Abraham shot himself, Eugene could have grabbed the gun and killed the walkers. I wonder if Eugene would have done that, or if no, you, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have even thought to do that. <laughs> uh, they were right hot on his heels. By the time he got punched over the body, pried it out of uh, Soldier Boy's cold, dead hands. Those zombies would have been eating them. <laughs> uh, big, big, uh, big, sexy says Rick would have used those teeth again to stop Abraham. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do chronic makes a really good point. Eugene will wake up and know that he's been accepted because they didn't leave him behind. When he sees that everyone brought uh, bring when they bring his uh, where they're all Abraham did him the biggest favor in the world by knocking him the fuck out there because everyone else is going to not be as mad at him anymore. They're going to kind of help him out. They're going to feel bad that Abraham did that. It's, yep. it's actually, he, so maybe, maybe again, Eugene's one step ahead of the game because he thought about that. Maybe that was the plan. He knew Abraham would come attack him and then he wouldn't be the, he wouldn't be the villain in the situation again. Everyone would be like, Abraham, why'd you do that? He's such a pussy. Why'd you pick on poor Eugene? Now we have to carry him. That's a good point. And uh, B-Track says, uh, Eugene's strength was manipulation, a very val- valuable skill and charisma, a great for personal believability. Yeah. And I think... I think someone like Rick and a couple of the other people we've seen, Rick does it for good. But I think Rick has a little bit of that as well. You know, he knows how to manipulate people, sometimes with fear, sometimes with the threat of his support not being garnished as well. But I think all these people... Mostly he uses the guilt trip. The guilt trip. The other ones that put me in power. I don't need this shit. (laughs) Yep. And... uh, You. And Duke Chronic says Eugene is going to end up being a very uh, being uh, resourceful, and I agree. I think especially now they can kind of use he can do stuff, and he, he, he does knows that's going to come in handy far more than that other guy would have known. Absolutely. So everybody, I think this is a good place to stop. Um, we well, will. Well, let's let me ask you a question. Oh, but yeah, keep going. I'm ahead. Hey, I'll I'll go all at, night, Joe. At this point, 
what do they do? Do you do you say, okay, Eugene's dead. Now is it just automatic? We're going back to the church. You got to go back. There's you, no right. You got to go back. You, you you say, okay, there's no point to keep going to Washington because Eugene's full of shit. So we should go back and hook up with our bros. You should at least wait to go back. Whether you eventually head down in that direction is a different story because something Eugene legitimately thinks like that place has the, the strongest probability of... Uh... No, I don't think that he actually thinks that. You don't think so? No. I think he chose Washington, D.C. He said he chose Washington, D.C. not because it has a... but because he didn't actually think they would actually get there. Yeah, because it's... Texas. He should have just said New York. Oh, maybe... Oh, no, that wouldn't be believable enough. Not quite as believable enough, no, I don't think. No, you'd, you'd have to say D.C. It sounded more important. It could be like the Pentagon or something like that has. Right, because it's, there's more important people that run the country, not just New York. Right, or, and if at minimum you could think maybe we can get into one of those presidential bunker type things. There's got to be some sort of something there's, going on. Right. But that being said, I think you have to, you have to go back to the, you have to meet back up with the group now. So... So I'm guessing the next couple of episodes from, I don't want to go too far into previews, but next week seems like it's going to be a Daryl and Carol episode from uh, previews for what next week. When they took off, I think. Yeah, that is going to bridge that gap. And then what do we have? Two more episodes for the season after that? So the last two episodes are probably going to be the whole group deciding what they do next. And then we have a, oh God, this season flew the fuck by. So yeah, so what do we got? We got... I think we have three more episodes for we'll this have, half. We'll have Daryl and Daryl and Carol's little adventure, and that'll end with maybe uh, Carol being stretchered in and Daryl coming out of the woods. And then it's them saving uh, Beth, or Beth, either Beth saving Carol, or somehow the escape from the prison. Cut with because we have to get back to Rick and the group at some point. Okay. We, and so this is where I'm saying too, when I was trying to follow the timeline of it all too, they had only gone 15 miles in the first vehicle. We don't know exactly how far they went in the truck, in the fire truck beforehand, but we know it's only basically the next day. Yeah, absolutely. So it's only been one day. They're not super far away from where the from church. from the church from where the church is, so they can easily kind of backtrack towards there. That's what I think. So, and we'll end this on one thing, uh, B-Tracks. I'm so glad I got to see this live. Thanks for all the recaps, answers, returns, and regroup. Take take the hospital for your own. Good night. Yeah. So uh, maybe Rick and the group could take the hospital for their own. Well, that'd be interesting. But and then it regroup there over the season break because you got to figure this is all leading up to something. There's going to be some big thing that happens at the the mid season break. So everybody, we will be back sooner than you think <laughs> next Sunday to talk about the talk about the Walking Dead again. Thank you everybody for checking it out. You can check out all our podcasts and recaps at issuesprogram.com. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for the audio versions of this. And you can find that in the description below. If it's your first time, please hit that uh, like and subscribe button. You can also comment away throughout the week. I know it's not as long of a week between now and the next episode, but if you have anything else to say during the ep- about this episode, about anything we had to say, please join in. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that at 781-990-8509. And if we get any voicemails, we can play them at the end of the show. So everybody, thank you so much for checking out the show. And we'll be back next Sunday to talk some more Walking Dead. Have a good night, guys. Peace.